Ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode of Below the Deck on FXBGPublicRadio.com. I'm Nick, as always, your host. It's December 15th. It's getting to the end of the year. It's getting cold. You know we had to bring back some hot talent. Friend, family of the show, man. We got Romalis back on the fo- on the show, man. What's going on, Romalis? Coming, I man. You know, it's a, it's a lot going on these days, man. It's a lot going on these days. We got COVID going on. Still, probably going on the last three times I've been on show. Yeah, it's been it's been wild. We started in, actually. You were on the show with Crates too, so we did a lot. We did get some stuff done this year. And we got a lot. Done. We had DJ Crates on the show. We had Romalis and um, Vinyl V was on here with us. Um, last that wasn't last time. Shit, you've been here to drop new projects since then. That was. Yeah, that was a few times. That seems there. like yeah, dang, you come a lot. Yeah, that's it. You know what I'm saying? That's family. Um, I think that was around June-ish, because that's when I dropped that one, one song that we listened to. Right. Or July, sometime in the Whew. summer, I definitely remember. So it's a lot been going on since then. Um, obviously, um, you want to tell people about, you know, the project that, that came out. You've got a couple of songs. Do you want to talk about that before we get into some uh, nonsense topics? Game, so separately, came out in September, uh, T-shirts, hard copyable. Um, definitely got a beautiful response from it. The response I'll keep making more music. Uh I started logos for small businesses just to try to help people get their businesses off the ground. Mm. Um, I, you know, I did a lot of photos for families this year, a couple weddings and yeah, I think a lot of things are going digital, like you said, with the with the current. A, a lot of artists are getting random work because we're able to do these weird projects that people didn't think were important before, which is just kind of learning the internet. <laughs> I said, man, I need photos done. We're not allowed to go to Sears anymore. Well, <laughs> things are different. So a lot of artists are getting a lot of, I've heard that a lot from artists that have picked up random projects just based off of the fact that one, we're not allowed to do shows. And then two, like people are utilizing the services. They're starting to notice the, you know, more of the service part of than just the music also of uh, yeah, utilizing man, I've been, it for I've been recording people um, with the audio as well, just trying to give them insight. And, you know, um, as businesses, like you said, as businesses have been shut down, man, I've been pretty busy this year, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I do still work, so my job hasn't shut down. And so I guess everything that I do is in demand right now as far as just, the industry in general is crazy, but like, definitely learned a lot this year, though. Definitely learned a lot. Staying essential is important. Yes, right. stay essential. <laughs> that is a that is a very important word. I think a lot of people didn't realize what when they were started categorizing people's essential and non essential. Make sure you're one of the essential people. <laughs> necessary. Yeah, make and make you find a way to make yourself essential if you're not, you know. Right, right. Because that, I mean, that's that's a big thing. I think, um, you know, when we were talking the other day, I was 
trying to explain to somebody business wise why people like people like if they open things back up, restaurants specifically, if they open restaurants back up, we would get more money because they letting people come back. And I'm like, if nobody else is working, where who's gonna come? Who has money to go to the restaurant? <laughs> The yeah, people, man, so they don't have money either, fun. right? So I'm like, it's a cycle that you don't see. Where just because it's open doesn't mean other people have money to spend there. So one thing, hey, one thing about it right now, I'm gonna tell you, I was I made a cheeseburger po' boy for me and my lady last night. And mm. I took a bit bite into that. And I said, you know what? I ain't never going out of style. Like I just took two, man. You know what I'm saying? You got to learn. All, this year taught you, you better use all your skills. You got to do everything right, everything for yourself. Um, man, so that's, yeah, that's definitely a very important message. Um, let's get into some real talk, though. Um, let's talk about Nate Robinson. Should have stepped in the ring. Did you Did you hear everybody's been uh, really giving him a hard time? Um, I watched it. No, I mean, did you? I actually, <laughs> you... I actually met, listen, I stepped outside to take a phone call. And that's how quick it happened. You know? Oh, wow. I was watching the fight. I missed that part. The most important part. And everything. I was like, yeah, you know, I, I, you know, be honest, I just thought Nate Robinson would give me a couple of rounds at least, you know, just as an athlete. But anybody can get hit in that chin in the right part. But he was getting beat up. I ain't going to lie. He was getting beat up. Well, he's smaller than, than, the, um, than the other guy. That's, that was, you know, the, we have to lead with the controversy before the real question, which is, I guess, uh, Floyd is next. Yeah, Floyd's going to destroy him. That's, I mean, I'm like, is this like, I don't know if they, like, who hyped this guy up that much where, like, he thinks this might be a thing. Like, I don't, fighting Nate Robinson, a basketball player, He's a very good dunker, also winner of the dunk contest. He doesn't have 50 knockouts or whatever. He's not 50 and 0. You know what I mean? Like in a uh, actual boxing. As you can see, man, things are changing. Everything is unorthodox. Um, I'm, I'm going to touch on that and then I'm going to go into what I've seen, especially since boxing it just so happens to be the topic. Right. It's, it's a payday for everybody. Floyd Mayweather's going to bring in at least $100 million just to watch what he does. Even if they want to see him pulverize him, it's for money. Or people you know? want to see him get knocked out, too. They're like, what if he does get knocked out? Right. And, um, you know, I think that in relation to what I was saying just now, I watched the Muhammad Ali documentary last night. Uh-huh. The the uh, unofficial one, um, directed by Antoine Foucault. I really say his last name, but he directed Training Day and right. Brooklyn's Finest, uh, Equalizer. You know, and they had real footage from interviews in the seventies. Real footage that you know probably may have never been seen by this generation. Some people who are into that heavily may have seen it, but boxing is definitely not what it once was, and this is why I think that. They're trying to add a factor into it, such as a celebrity or, you know, just kind of giving the people what they want. Nowadays, you got to give people what they want mm-hmm. to get paid. Because think about, like, the verses. If you see the verses, the verses are all people from our era. There's no new people. There's no, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's the people who really sold records back in the day who really are have, like, fanatics. 
type of fan bases. Well, it's people that were actually also utilize the industry as industry. A lot of artists are like, oh, I'm still fine because you came up on the internet. A lot of the big time artists are not big like YouTubers. You know what I mean? Like Nas, you don't see him. You see his music on YouTube, but you didn't see him on YouTube until, you know, until the new change of the whole pandemic era where you're starting to see some of the actual like people who you went and bought their records. You went and got that record from Spotify or even, you know, back in the day when there were still record stores, you went and bought the album. They weren't out there talking about it. You didn't like, oh, I saw them on Instagram or like they weren't even on it. So I think that's a fun part of, of, you know, that it did give us to get to actually talk to a lot of the artists, I think, that were more older school or just from around for a while that were, you know, they're not always on the media as much as they are now. So I think you get a fun play to see like Method Man, you know, now really talk about some of his stuff where you're like, oh, there's not a lot of interviews if you look at it that are outside of the hip hop radio where you actually just get to see Method Man talking about something. Right. And, um, I see, yeah, in those people, they're starting to see that they still have a base that can be reached through the internet. Like everything, you know, can be reached through the internet now. Like you said, Method Man, um, Method Man has a good, uh, a fire verse that came out this year mm-hmm. with, um, Conway the Machine. Yeah, that's what I was. That's why I saw that coming. That's what I was just thinking. I was like Method Man out of nowhere. I saw some Buster yeah. Rhymes out there, and obviously, um, like yeah, the artist. I haven't heard his album, but I've, I've heard good things. Yeah, I've heard good things. I also have not heard the album, but I didn't. I did hear it came out, which is you know, it's fun to see see some of the people that you really just watch coming up. Where like all like when we saw them coming up, especially like Method Man and Buster Rhymes, there's like that was on MTV or you know BET. Like we were watching them on the TV TV. Versus they weren't, you know, they weren't talking. It was just the videos where you're like, oh, sh- they got the new video, the new Wu-Tang's out. Oh, I saw, you know, got to watch, catch TRL right. at 4 and o'clock. They're, and they're <laughs> talking about stuff as a hip-hop head or as a fan or just somebody who's just interested in storytelling. Mm-hmm. You know, now they're talking about stuff that happened 20 years ago that they didn't have the platform to talk about now. Um, Just like situations. Uh, oh, I love that. Artists, personalities. I, I watch Dream Chance. I love watching all of that stuff just to get insight, just to see that, you know, you follow the culture. This is what was really going on when it looked good or, you know, when it looked bad, this is what was really going on. So I, I've learned a lot through watching my, you know, watching my idols through the culture as well now, like people that I really looked up to in the game. And just get to see insight. I really like that too. Like the entertainment field is changing to be more reality. Mm-hmm. And, and those, and that's why situations, you know, to revert back to the original situation with Floyd and Logan, or is it Logan? Or I think it's, I, I think it's reversed though of what you just said because I think that people's reality is becoming more entertainment versus reality is becoming more like everybody is with having a Facebook or Twitter or anything. Everybody now has their own little channel voice or something like back before you didn't nobody saw you on the internet unless somebody posted it like industry had to be behind it or you had to be on tv before the internet you had to be on tv it's the only place somebody saw you so now everybody is basically their own character in their own which i think is making people more like entertainers 
or having more of an entertainment mindset nowadays than a reality mindset where you're like everybody wants their real life to seem entertaining because they're asking, you know, they want somebody else to see it. They want to promote it to somebody else. And it's not, not everybody, but a lot of people, I think, you know, based off of the fact that you have a platform, you know, you see a lot of the kids where you're like, yeah, why would you do something stupid? And you're like, well, there's a camera. You're like, oh, I can get you to do something stupid if I put a camera in your face? You're like, yeah, if you put a camera here, I'm going to do something so I think people are going to watch, right? And you're like, oh, it used to be different. Like, when you were on camera back in the day, you had to be careful. That's what you thought about was, don't say anything stupid. Don't Everything has to be, you know, 100% scripted and the way, like, you know, actors used to have writers who would, you know, you have your PR people who are like, don't answer this question or don't say that or... Nowadays, you get free form talking, and people say, you know, you start to see what people are really thinking. <laughs> I think a lot of people are getting in trouble. <laughs> a lot of people are getting in trouble because the industry isn't making money off of the things that they like that. You right. Know? Like, think about it like this. The Dr. Dre, um, I want to go as far as even say people like Richard Pryor, Ice Cube, you know. Think about it like this. They want you to, you know, fuck the police. Right. The feds and the police, as we know from watching the movie, they didn't like that. Right. But they, they were protected by who was benefiting off of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the business is bigger. Somebody's getting paid. and uh, Yeah, so it's like they are benefiting off of you saying some bullshit. And it's under their regime or under their business imprint. Now you have people in the West going out into his, when he gets a free camera or he gets a free moment, he goes out there and says, we need to get everybody their masters back. And motherfuckers are like, what? Hold on. Stop that guy. Because we're, he's not saying it on an album. You get what I'm saying? No. And also, yeah, he's talking about people's money too. Cause they're like, that's my money. He's talking about. Right. So that's what I'm saying. So it's not like it's a lot of situations that they're getting in trouble because it's like they're not benefiting off of you saying that, especially if you say some shit like that, like Kanye said. Yeah, 100%. I was trying to explain to an artist that the other day. I said, man, you think like and 100%, the people that work with you do work with you or... You know, like, you're like, oh, I thought, like, these are my lawyers, too. And you're like, in order for someone to work for you, they have to be making money off of you. So you always got to think about the fact of, like, how much money are they making off of you and why you know, they're doing what they're doing. Because if people let you get away with shit, it's because you're, you're making them money. And also... If in them money, that means they're making money off of you. And so I'm like, you got to watch, like, when you, who's making money off of you because people can't, people don't represent you unless they're making money off of you. So you always want to know how much money you're making so you know you're not paying them too much. And also, you want to know how much money you need to keep in their pocket so you can keep doing what you need to do. <laughs> You'd be like, yo, my lawyer is my lawyer until you stop making $1,000 for him. And then all of a sudden, you have no lawyer. <laughs> Yeah, because think about it like this, man. Think about what's going on. All the way from the beginning of the conversation to this point. Um, about COVID. So that knows. Yeah. So you got people creating exclusive content to get 
that conversation back right or what they're missing you got that going on then you know we're talking about the entertainment with the boxing and Nate Robinson getting out there to box a YouTube star now like Tyson got back in fights. the ring. people love fights I'm sure YouTube and um who was it that sponsored that trailer the trailer sponsored that um, I don't, I, I'm not sure. I know it was on yeah, pay-per-view. Like one, but just, just know that that was, that company, that, that whole event was sponsored by a social media company. See, there you go. Right. You know what I'm saying? So everybody knows, like, it's data and research that everybody watches fights and everybody watches celebrities. So it's like, man, put it this way. There was a fight that came on after that. Uh, I don't even know the guy. Vince and somebody else. I'm not a boxer guy. You feel what I'm saying? Right. But I definitely watched the Nate Robinson and Jake Paul. Or definitely watched the Tyson. I was going to say, Roy Mike Jones. Tyson, they, yeah, they they did that. I had no idea that Jake Paul was fighting Nate Robinson. I knew that Mike Tyson was fighting. And then I heard, like, that ended up being the bigger story, which was Nate Robinson got knocked out. Like, I don't, I saw very few highlights from the Tyson fight. There wasn't really many because Roy Jones held him the whole time. Tyson can fight just like he did. So he probably isn't as fast because he was lightning speed, but he's like normal fast. He's a heavy puncher, he's gonna, though, right? Yeah, he he still he still has the the same. I mean, you know, because I've never been punched by him before. But Roy Jones said he said, "Hey, he still can punch. Yes, it still hurts." I still, you know yeah, like I still wouldn't let Mike Tyson punch me one hundred percent. I don't care how old he is. He's not. I'm not taking a punch from Mike Tyson. Yeah, you're gonna take him. <laughs> you're gonna have to pay that man. You know. So, and, and it's just like it's just the entertainment world in general is is changing, which is affecting the business world mm-hmm. because they can't corner every avenue. Well, you just can't... like you said, everybody has their own channel now. Right. It's eventually, evolve into everybody having their own line of how to get things because you don't need to get you to a million people anymore you're some like as far as a Kanye West or a Chris Brown Kanye West and Chris Brown I'm sure between the both of them have like 300 million followers on Instagram you feel what I'm saying or I think just, it's the you know, awakening though of people where people didn't realize that you were you were fed what you got when you went to the movie theater there's only 10 movies you could watch one of the ten movies, but you movies. You know, people went to the movies every weekend. There's only one of no. ten, though. They told you what you could watch. Oh, we're going to the movies. We have one of ten things to pick. This is what's out. Whenever you watch TV, you know, whenever everything was on, you're one of you know something's on Fox right now. Something's on ABC. It's they have the prime time lineup where hey, this is the time I'm home. This is what I watch. People are uh, have more freedom at this point where you're like. I'm I'm home more where I watch you know I can watch whatever like I'm just watching whatever I want to and people are picking it online and the yeah. movies and things I think have really showed um they're gonna take a hit because they said to like the HBO is gonna start streaming the movies from the movie theater at home now if you have like the HBO Max so Absolutely. they're gonna start hey, streaming look, certain movies right to your house where you don't even have to leave anymore all you have to do is pay seven ninety nine to HBO. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. So, like, like for instance, on Disney Plus, Mulan when it came out, right? It was thirty. It was thirty dollars, which would be the price of two people going to the movies. But you get to own it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, like you said, man. 
the internet has been disrupting the industry mm-hmm. and the people for it, man, because it's about preference. Well, I was it's having a preference. joke. Go ahead. But I just saying it's about preference. Yeah, I just always had a joke that I've been people for years. I'm like, the computers are taking over. And people laugh because it's not like literally like the computers are beating you up. But I'm like, when's the last time you've been more than 10 feet away from your cell phone and haven't thought about it? Like, you're like, yo, I need my phone with me. And I was like, you carry a computer around and it with you 24 hours a day now. And if it's not by you, you wonder about it. And I'm like, computers are 100%. And I was like, everything is starting to go digital. I was like, you need it. That's how you talk to your friends. How nowadays, that's how you talk to your friends. Hey, I know my friend from 15 years ago still because of this computer. You don't want to put it down. When you have a question, now you just ask the damn computer. You don't even ask anybody. You remember when we were in school, they're like, when, you know, your teachers used to be like, when were you just going to have a calculator to carry around all day? You're like, nah, 10 years from now, we have calculators in our pockets. <laughs> and, 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 it's crazy. That's crazy. And then, like, yo, I got a big example of what you mean by computers taking over. When you go into McDonald's, people aren't even at the uh, register anymore. No. Nope. They'll come. And it makes They'll you come. feel better, though, to order food through the screen. If you go to Wawa, you order it through the screen now, too. You just boom, 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 get a little receipt, and then just go. You're like, the less people I have to talk to is the better. I do self-checkout at Wise all the time. Where I'm like, I don't even need the employee. I'm just, I buy my stuff and get out of here. I don't want to talk to someone. Hey, look, if you, go, if you go into Walmart, it's 20 aisles open, but it's really only three yep. people in those aisles. And then the rest of self-checkout, you see self-checkout is full. Everybody just wants to like, yo, just let me do my thing and get up out of here. Like, I don't, people don't really actually like to have that random human connection, which is funny what people say they're missing. But the more that you added computers to it, I think that people already were just like, yo, unless this computer's messed up, I don't need to talk to anybody. I'm going to Walmart, I'm shopping, I'm buying my stuff, and I'm going home. And it had nothing to do with COVID. Now people are all worried about, you know, with the sick stuff, but. The sick stuff is pushing the the, the it's, it's pushing the, the technology wave because yeah. we're using this as this right here is an example of how they want it to be, Remember, how it just evolved to be, kind of like forcing you to make the second guess, not only the second guess but to use those options. Like you have you have places that deliver groceries now, you don't even have to go to the grocery store. Right. Um, you got a place that, you know, you can order it and just pick it up and it'll already be ready for you. I've I've experienced different things. Like, now they got DoorDash. You know, when I was little, bruh, when we were little, everybody wanted, man, I wish McDonald's delivered. That was the thing yeah. for years. Like, like everybody would wish that. You know what I'm saying? Like Anything. Now, you wish anything delivered besides pizza. Right. Exactly. So now that's here. Um, I remember when we used to play the video game, you used to wish you could play with your friend and they not be here. That's so funny. Their mom wouldn't let them come over. That was the thing. I brought that up the other day to you. I was like, man, you play video games. I was like, you used to have to go to your friend's house whenever to play games with them. Like, Like, now you just log on real quick. Playing a game. I shoot you a text on my cell phone to tell you to get onto your Xbox. <laughs> yeah. Video, video. Remember, FaceTime used to be something that we wish we could do. 
There like, used to be something from movies. The, we thought it was something yeah. from the future in movies where people were like, well, you could talk on the phone and see people. Like, this is crazy. Like, uh, Back to the Future 3. You know, he's like talking to his yeah. boss on the phone and stuff. It, that's unrealistic. That's never going to happen. <laughs> Damn, that yeah. is funny. That Even at the beginning of this year, though, I think a lot of people, that's what I was going to bring up a second ago. Um, when we started Zooming, you know, as you see now, that's a huge thing. People didn't even know that existed. And now Zoom is like having a phone. <laughs> Would you say good? A 19-year-old kid introduced me to Zoom. Yeah, right? And you never, yeah, nobody knew. And now it's like, it's just a normal thing where you're like, that, that's where people have meetings. Where you're just like, oh, yeah, you got to have a Zoom. And you're like, okay. And you're like. Like, and they were having, but they, look, the crazy part about it is he introduced me to it the year before. Uh-huh. And it was about them having meetings. That's actually what it was. It was them having meetings and them being able to broadcast to their particular core group. Right. And. When you hit me, you were the first person that was like, you got Zoom? I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> Nobody uses it in my <laughs> circles, but I do have it. Like, it was like one of those things I was proud to be a part of. Right. Like, oh, we're, we're on Zoom? I'm here. Yeah, I'm already there. But it was just like I was only there for that one person and what they had going on. Yeah. That's how um, SoundCloud worked for me. When SoundCloud first came out, it was the dopest thing. And then I was like, oh, everybody started figuring out. They started making jokes about it, so now it's not as cool. But at first, you know, when SoundCloud was the first thing, you're like, oh, I can post my music anywhere, right here for free. Why is on there? And you're like, oh. Now they're like, oh, SoundCloud. Now they call them SoundCloud rappers. But I remember it started, and it was a big deal when it started. It was it was breaking technology for artists. Definitely. And real artists were using it. 100%. I, I thought SoundCloud was going to be like the social media of artists. And it may have been, just not to me. Well, they, you know I mean? it got flooded. That's the thing that the internet is is doing specifically with our industry, with the music industry. Um, it lets the floodgates open to anybody with a front-facing camera started becoming a rapper. Also, people do it as jokes, you know, and people, oh, I'm a rapper, or, you know, they want to floss for the pictures. It takes away from the real people who are actually doing it, where you're like, oh, I rap. You know, uh, you're putting out your song for real. You know, you just put out an album that you actually just worked on, and you got some kid who's putting out a song, too, though, that's on the same news feed that they get to see. They're just like, oh, it's the same thing to them. And you're like, I really made a record. This kid is just some kid messing around, like... So I think that is a um, a thing. It, it just flooded our market where, you know, it, it's an industry of cool also where people want to be rappers. Nobody wants to, you know, see people covering rock songs anymore or country songs. You see every, everybody who's not actually a musician that does something video-wise that has to do with music. They, oh, I want to do a rap. Oh, it would be funny for me dancing to this rap video, or, you know, this rap song or this hip hop video is better, you know. It's always it's a it's a cool thing, but everybody is kind of drowned in it. Um, and also with the pretend people who really like tell people that they are serious, and then you're like, watch you their stuff. You're like, you're not you oh, yeah. played a show or something. You know, never played a show, but you got twenty videos online with twenty three views. Oh yeah, let me tell you something bro, about all of that. Go ahead. So, catching a rapper in general really sometimes 
to make me like discouraged. It mm. doesn't do it. It doesn't anymore because it's actually an exciting time when you become when you become business minded and you still have that high level skill that you had. Right. Um, for me, I can't speak for those right. you know, other than me. Right. You know what That's what but, I'm saying. I know where you're coming from on that. <laughs> originally originally it was discouraging that I watched they water wrap down or used it for this or use it for that because it was like me being involved in the culture. Mm-hmm. But then you realize on the business side of it, knowing that uh, hip-hop is the number one brand of music in the world, um, most advertised, marketed music, because I could never see any country song commercials, not on YouTube, not on... That's just little nonsense. And that's just, I may not be a part of the culture that's where you can find them, but I'm just saying, I don't even see... I don't even see the genres of music break through right. unless it's unless it's imitating rap at this point. You right. You know what I'm saying? That means that means sound and everything, like bass lines and whatever. But as an artist and as a business person, you then decide like what side you wanna be on emotionally because I'm passionate about the brand like in music itself or like hip hop itself. I'm like, man, they fucking it up. This shit. And everybody fucks with it. This shit, they like this. And this is like, but at the same time, you didn't learn that there's other lanes. And I wanted to express this for anybody listening that still like feel like they're 30 and whatever. If you're a bad business person and you're still trying to rap, then there's really no point. Like, that's where you really don't, you know, you just don't have it. Ooh. But, like, you touched I feel on like a great I, point. I, 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 read, I read a list from B. Do you know who B Dot is? You're a radio personality and a show person. You should definitely know who B Dot is. It, um, but Elliot Wilson and B Dot, Rap Radar. Okay. All right, so they like a premium prestige podcast, basically, versus others. It's like a podcast backed by Jay Z title, and you know, just all of. Uh-huh. So anyway, they uh they take deep interviews. They get people like Will Smith, LL Cool J. Um, they got Nipsey. They got Ti. You know, just really, you know, they talk to the real established people. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying not not you know. And the point I'm trying to make is with this, they he he kicks out a list. Now his list matters. He and he wrote it on a notepad and an iPhone, and it wasn't no graphic design list. It was it was just straight his list, and it was in the top ten rappers of 2020. And it goes from style, skill, and, and like, you know, presentation, basically. Mm-hmm. The top one was Freddie Gibbs. Freddie Gibbs, 38 years old. Now, yeah. if you listen to Freddie Gibbs, he did snap this year. You know what I'm saying? But that's, the number two was Conway, the machine, 38 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, number three was Benny the Butcher. I think he's like 36. And yep. Nas was like number seven. You feel me? Like, Nas is about to be 50. You feel right. me? Like the culture has changed for all of the preconceptions of hip hop. Well, I, th- I think it's know? a big thing is that the young people started to make a different sound. You know, hip hop and real hip hop heads, especially people from our generation, some people are like, ah, oh, we're into it. With when the clubs were jumping. Oh, we listen to this shit in the club. People aren't going to clubs no more. Those bangers are not banging in the club anymore. We're like, oh, I'm listening to this record in my house. Wow, you remember like listening 
You remember listening to like DMX back in the day. Like DMX doesn't have club bangers, but back in the day, that was some sh- you listened to at home. It pumped at home, no and you were like, boom, no I'm out here. Uh, I wasn't in the club anyway, because I was young. You can't even, DMX yeah. You can't even, li- yeah, oh, yeah, you can't play DMX in public. The, the, the lyrics were just out of, can- you're like, no, they can't, they don't. <laughs> the whole half of the song would have to be edited. Is this this? <laughs> it would have just been the beat, but yeah, you used to rock out to that. And it, you're like, this is what I would listen. Like, you've never thought like, oh, this was a club banger. A lot of people, you know, with like we were saying, bringing back around the conversation, you know, to, you know people aren't allowed to go out. The song is this song is not jumping if you're not in the club getting drunk around fifty other people. You just riding at home by yourself. You're like this song sucks. Also, it's kind of bumming me out because it reminds me of going to the club. <laughs> so that's a funny, funny situation there. Um, but like touch back on what you just said about the age. I think the age thing one hundred percent has to do with style of the music, where one skill style. But um, a big thing that I've always said that I wanted to touch on that you uh, that you brought up that I always tell artists, no matter how old you are, it, the it factor in whether you will make it or not is if you understand that this is a business. That's the biggest thing. You could sing your ass off. You could be the best singer ever. You don't understand the business. You, you're you're going to get swept under the rug. You could be a shitty rapper or a shitty singer and still understand the business and make it. But that's the it factor. Because, you know, people always want to say, oh, well, I'm better than so-and-so. How did they get that? Like they, out, they outworked you in the business side. They don't have to outsing you or out. They outworked you in business. Somebody outsmarted you. <laughs> and that's why people, you know, where you're like, uh, what's, what's the other girl, Cal, outside? Like, how'd she, you're like, somebody promoted the shit out of that. <laughs> they did that in a very well way. People don't like the six nine kid. Uh, he's he's a shitty rapper. I think he's a horrible rapper. Somebody promoted the shit out of him though. People know who he is, and whether or not he's a, you know what, all the shit that came with that, the business behind it that was run shows you. You don't even have to be good if you play the business. You know, you play the game. You get ate up by it, which is what that shows you. Because these people are not actually like I, we were talking about earlier too. These people are making money off of you, too, so you got to watch what they're sending you to do. And also, you know, he is the one who ended up in jail. Whoever was making money off of them is still making money. So that's a big thing. You know, that kid is out there on witness protection all because he wanted to play. That's why you got to be careful how hard you play without learning the business because he didn't get that somebody else is like, you know. Somebody's not sitting in jail for the money you made. You went to jail, and now you got to be in witness protection all this just so you could have a couple thousand dollars and a couple views. Somebody made a million dollars off of your ass, and they're not in jail. <laughs> right. So it, it's, a, it's a thing, but that I would say that for artists, that like just understanding business is the it factor uh, 100%. You know, you definitely want to be very good at your skill, but you want to learn, like ask people questions. You know, when someone's doing something, ask them, what are you doing? Okay, why are we doing this? Okay, this is the way it works. Oh, is this the way it usually works? Or, you know what I mean? So you can have yourself in that same situation by yourself. Where you're like, if I was in this situation by myself, would I still know what to do? 
And that's a place you always want to be at as an artist, I would say, is my advice. Let me ask you, let me switch it up and ask you another question about celebrities. What do you think about the Tory Lane, uh, Megan? Um, shit, man. Have you seen, have you seen, you've been keeping up with some of that? I, I was I was into it in the beginning, mm. but now the man got charged. The girl that said she shot him. Um, I don't know. I, I got too. It went too far. The story. I don't know. That's I what I haven't been able to figure out. Like, how did you shoot somebody in the foot? <laughs> I don't know. Ricochet. That's what I mean. But yeah, I guess that's that. You. That's when that um. We're keeping a real goes wrong, or whatever you know, like when you're doing too much and you're boxing it. I think you know what I mean. You're just messing around, and you're like, "This is why people say don't mess around because yeah. it's never an accident until an accident happens." And then you're like, "Damn it!" <laughs> I really think you know people just leave that shit alone. Like, don't even let it get get it feel because that's just a persuasion. Even if it might even just be staged, it might just be the set of records. You never know. You know what I'm saying? It might just once the situation got down, I mean, he's still running around like, you know, most regular people who would have shot somebody and have been charged with shooting somebody usually are in, you know, in different situations. So mm-hmm. it's just, it could be just entertainment. It's just like, I don't know, it's just something that it ain't really conducive to no type of progression or no kind of money making or no kind of nothing like that. Because it's just like, man, you know, a dude shot a girl, and that's terrible. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, I look at situations like that because my sister got shot by a dude, by a boyfriend, by that, like, just like that. But she died. And so I just look at it like, you know. So you don't those, think. It's, so it's, it's not, not yeah. Really, it's not a, really one of those situations that should be dragged on so much. It got to be entertainment because if he really shot her directly on purpose, it's pretty serious. You feel what I'm saying? But if it's, it, people ain't really taking it that serious. So I just don't really see, like, it probably was an accident or it probably didn't even really happen like that. You never know, you know what I'm saying? But in real life, we're going to see. Yes, sir. That's, yeah. That's why I was just, I was bringing up random uh, stories on that. So, um, that's the other thing. Um, oh, we're two minutes left. Let's get into this before you leave, but we're going to have you back, too. But obviously, it's Christmas. What you got going for Christmas during the pandemic, man? I know everybody's stuff has been different. How you been um, dealing with that? Because I know you got some kids and things, too. How you guys dealing with the whole uh, the Christmas, uh, Corona Christmas? Oh, man, for real. I think for me personally, a lot of things have been regular. I just can't keep it close with the family anyway. Mm-hmm. So it just be like, you know, on the right, it's, it's just going to be the normal Go see my people. I think that a lot too. Yeah, I think a lot of people are always like, "Oh, things are different." I'm like, I don't, I don't remember going out much unless I had to. Like, <laughs> like if I had a yeah, job it, show, like, yeah, I'm out. But like, I'm pretty sure I was at home anyway. Oh, <laughs> uh, it is different for a lot of people. I can honestly say I wasn't really taking it serious for a long time, uh-huh. and um, I just. Until you start knowing people who get affected, because for like the whole six, first six months, I didn't know anybody. So, oh, but they did. may not even have it. They may have other pre-existing conditions that they they just can, they, you know, right? Know they're just calling everything COVID, or you know, they're just calling these symptoms COVID. <laughs> but ah, bad time to cough. Uh oh. 
Yeah, call him right. in. Call him in. I'm putting my mask on right now. We're over the air. I'm putting my mask on. Uh, no, I'm just you heard it here first. That was funny. Bro, Malice, yeah. first cough, talking about Corona. <laughs> we got it here first. Nah, nah, be safe. Seriously, I'm not going to wood because that's not, that's obviously not a joke. Because, like you said, it is, I think it is weird because. I don't think it, it like it doesn't really hit home to people based off of the fact that like you're not like you don't see somebody like you know what I mean you're, you're like oh you don't just see people dying in the street so you're like oh you know what I mean you're like oh I don't think I can get sick and you're like oh no people are really getting sick so I think it's like a weird thing like that where it's not like I guess like chicken pox or something where you're like if you touch somebody now all of a sudden I have bumps and you're like oh shit like we can tell you have it. I think people are just walking around with it that you can't really tell. And also, you know, I I thought that I had it once or twice before they were even talking about it. So I don't know. I think people are getting immune. But although, keep your fucking mask on, everybody, and wash your hands. <laughs> yeah. Um... It's not that hard to do. And also, get you a fancy mask. If you're worried about your mask, get you something. Sell them on Amazon, man. Get you something classy. A little yeah, smiley face or something. And I hope everybody that I know that got it and everybody that you know it's that got it, they can recover, you know, yes. they can move on from it. I, don't, I can't imagine how I feel. But I met I met one person who said they had it, they got over it, you know. Mm. I guess it makes you look at your life different. Because it's probably like, some, you know, I don't know what it is, but I know if I, I know what a crazy flu feel like. Yeah, I was up for I was up for like four days. I couldn't even sleep. I was just sitting in front of the fan because I felt like I couldn't breathe. And I was talking to one of my buddies earlier about this. It's the thing about being sick or hurt is you you know you don't really ever think about your body until something's wrong with it. Man, you know what I mean? Like you're just walking around, like you know you have toes, but until you stub one of them, you're not thinking about none of your toes. And then you know, so that's why I was worried. I'm like. Oh. You know, I usually just breathe normal. Why am I breathing all heavy? And it was before they were talking about, like, oh, people got, you know, there's some sort of disease going around. And I was like, I just lost my voice for, like, four days, and I felt like I, and then once they started talking about it, I was like, man, I had that shit. <laughs> that was it. That was what I had. But I think, like you said, too, now that everyone's talking about it, no matter what you have, I think everybody just thinks they have it. You're like, ah, my arm's hurting. And you're like, damn, it's COVID. Shit, I got it. This is what this is what they were talking about. I should have put my mask on. They're like, what, your arm is bleeding. It's not that's not how you get it. Like, nah, this is it. It's over for me. Yeah, man. So it's just like Just be safe. You know, keep it into yeah. the rules. Everything should be uh getting back to normal. Make sure y'all get it back to normal because we gotta get out of here uh right now because we are at our hour. Thank you, Robales, for being on. But also we want to get out of this pro Pandemic situation. So put your mask on so we can get back out there and play some shows because Romalis got his new album came out. Games not for sale. Yeah, man, I'm working on I'm working on something for the next year. Um it's gonna be called The Year Jesus Died. Ooh. It'll be interesting. Um Yeah, so then that's what it's called. That's going to be heavy. And you can get um, oh, Game Sold Separately. For the game Sold Separately is out right now on all your streaming right platforms. 
Make sure you guys get the game sold separately. It's out. Um, you guys have heard that. Uh, Ro Malice is in here. Tell them where they can find you real quick. Ro Malice on the social media. On Instagram, SS Ro Malice. On Facebook, Ro Malice. Oh, say something recordings. And I just wanted to tell everybody, keep God first. Smoke some weed and drink a lot of smoothies. There you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, obviously he will be back um, coming up in the next season. Thank you so much, man. We had a lot of fun this year. Um, Bro, Malice, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being on the show, man. Family, friend, make sure you guys go check that out. Hey, man, y'all enjoy your holiday, man. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. We'll see you next time. Peace. I'm Nick, as always. This is Below the Deck on FXBGPublicRadio.com. See you next week.